Welcome to Two Baptists and That Amish Chick, a podcast brought to you by the Butter Churn Girls. I'm Leslie. And I'm Bethany. And I'm Berlin. Join us for candid conversations about organized religion, the good, the bad, the ugly, and how we broke free from it while holding on to our faith in God. In these candid conversations, you can expect to laugh, to relate, occasionally cry, and definitely hear a few cuss words. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform and follow at the Butter Churn Girls on all socials. Now for this week's episode. I would have questions and there were some things that I would ask. And I think it, even before that, like there were uh-huh. things, the questions coming up. And like you said, like if I think Bethany, you said this, like if the, your kids are old enough to have questions, they're old enough to have an answer, right? Yeah. Maybe not yeah. the whole yeah, answer. age appropriate. Answer. There's age appropriate yeah. answers all the way across. Right. For sure. And like, I remember asking questions and my mom goes, Oh, you don't need to worry about that. You can, you'll find that out when you're older. And so that classic like, mom answer, it was, like, it was like, I was shut <laughs> yeah. down and like, it literally, it rippled out from like this question about how bodies work to everything. Like I quit asking questions. Wow. Like I didn't ask questions in school. I quit asking questions just all the way around. Cause I figured like, if I'm asking the wrong questions, why ask? Mm-hmm. And so I just quit because there's right. There's so right I quit asking, questions. but I still went and found answers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like that opens up a whole other can of worms. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so like, it was definitely different, but I, and I think that's the crazy thing is, is how this one teaching we're seeing like a ripple across different things, right? It's not just about sex. It's not just about like saving yourself for marriage. It's not just mm-hmm. about action or inaction. It ripples to so many different things because yes. it pours into so many belief systems. Like we've mm-hmm. had conversations about this before, long conversations too, where this is, this is going to ripple into, Hey, if you're not feeling valued, right. Are you going to put yourself into a relationship where you're not valued? Yeah. And appreciated. Yeah. If you're not feeling like you, if you feel like you've given pieces of yourself away, you're not going to feel worthy of having a relationship where you are respected and honored and treated like the queen that you should be. Like you're not going to have those things. You're going to um, settle for being, for maybe someone who has an addiction into interest in other women, pornography, something like that. Like you're going to, because you're, you're not going to find the value in yourself and yeah, it's well, going to make you settle for something else. Not everyone, obviously, right. but like we, we see pieces of those things. Like yeah. if you get down to the core roots of the beliefs that are inside of people, like that's what happens. It also has that piece where it pulls, pulls any power away from men, mm-hmm. because if the woman is the one who's causing them to struggle and I like, didn't you mention what in our conversation where it's like the men were told to guard their hearts? Oh yes. Okay. So in that same weekend, right. Where we learned about the cookie being broken mm-hmm. apart um, and like not wanting to give your husband crumbs. They were taught like, Hey, you need to guard the girl's hearts. Like from themselves. So like, are they like, it's kind mm-hmm. of sounds like double teamed, right? Like, yeah. yeah. They're like, they're protecting their heart from themselves. Cause like girls aren't powerful enough to protect their own heart. Right. See, I've even heard it. Like I find so many holes in it where it's like, protect your hearts from, from the women. Like you've got to watch out because almost like they're going to dress like this because they're after you and they're coming to get you and it's going to be hard for you to resist it. And so your whole thing is that you have to like watch out for that. It's like the wicked woman in Proverbs, right? Like, well, 
like guard your heart against which do it yeah that also disempowers but, men too right right I'm sure men, yeah I'm so sure no one can. has any power to do anything zero self-control you can only like watch what you wear and hope for the best and you've got to guard your heart because we got harlots wearing whatever roaming uh-huh. the streets you know and they're I mean? sitting in hammocks so y'all gave me have, y'all gave me the word harlot and i've used it 10 times <laughs> but <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And even like, I think, you know, we have, I said, we were, we're three women who have uh, had our experiences of what women are taught, but I'm sure there's probably men out there Mm -hmm. who were taught things about purity culture that create behaviors, create patterns. Like there's this fear of like, well, I'm going to screw it up. So I'm not even going to try. So let me just go find it somewhere else where like, I don't feel as I can go repent for it on Sunday or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it drives this whole like shame and fear culture in both sides where no one is really taught their value. It's true. Like no one's really valued here. We're just actually, you have to devalue somebody so you can take advantage of them. Hmm. And how much of this for you, Berlin and Leslie and me is what we were taught was actually a devaluing of who we were. Mm -hmm. A ton of it. I'd like that's a majority of what it is. And then you wonder why there's so many marriages that are very dysfunctional, but nobody hears about it because you have to look good, mm-hmm. you know, like. Well, and then you're told by the church, you need to stay married. Yeah. You need to yeah. stay married. But I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I could, I could feel She's the like soapbox coming. But like, <laughs> no, like when you go into a marriage valuing yourself yeah. and valuing the other person who also values themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like there is so much more room for that to one that's starting off on a stronger foundation than anything yeah two the church looks at divorce like death right and Mm -hmm. divorce is i'm not saying like divorce is like divorce is hard and divorce is not like if you can avoid it do it but here's the deal if you're being abused god isn't telling you to stay there yeah god gave you a gift yeah. And it's divorce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's things like that, that like so many things stem off of this conversation. And right. yes, there's other pieces involved, but, um, I think sometimes people feel forced into it, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, you got pregnant. You got to marry the person. Yeah. yeah. Is it better yeah. for a kid to be raised in a house with two fighting parents that have nothing in common except for one night? <sighs> or is it better for a kid to be raised in two happy households? Yeah. 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 I know that a lot of people probably don't like that, but that goes back to that piece though, of like you giving yourself away. Cause now they're like, Oh, well now I think it's almost like, it's like now you've given half of yourself to this man. So you have to be with this man or this woman, vice versa. Right. Um, so you have to stay with them because you don't have anything else to give someone else. Right. All you're you spent. have is half a cookie. You're spent. That's it. When that's not true. I, you are wholeness in who you like. Jesus took it all. Yo, yeah. Like, well, and you're, you're a limitless person. So why are you limiting yourself? Like if you, okay, let's say you have a one night stand and you regret it. That's not the end of you. That was like, that th- you're a limitless person. Doesn't, it is not giving you a license to just go, you know, right. sleep around. But what I'm saying is like, you're not, that you're not a cookie. You're a whole yeah. package of cookies. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like unlimited amount of cookies. cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that also is putting a very a very like limiting people to who to be something so that you can teach them something to believe something Mm -hmm. you know and I don't think that that is true I don't think that that's 
the whole truth. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just crazy to me how, like, how much purity culture has in, has taken over so many, like, religions and like organizations mm -hmm. of religion without even being I mean they I guess they call it I, I don't even know that we had a name for it really but what that was it was just part of being a good Christian and yeah. you know if you're gonna please God then you have to for sure but it needs to look like this yeah, yeah you have to like work it out and this is one of the ways or and, and if you don't you're gonna have an awful marriage yeah yeah well what well newsflash you're gonna have an awful marriage if you go into it not being valued either way and not having like any not knowing that you're supposed to have value exactly or that you're powerful yeah. and who you are yeah. well and i think the crazy thing is is i feel like the whole premise of this is putting more value on my virginity than on my identity yeah 100 percent. and so at the end of the day if you're more concerned and i'm not talking to you the listener or even you guys but like mm -hmm. if the concern is more about somebody's virginity and you don't give a rip about who that person is mm-hmm can you not see what's wrong there? Right. Right. Yeah. Right. And like, the thing is, is, is Jesus was more comfortable talking to the prostitutes than the people in church. And he talked about, them who, they were about who they are yeah. and not what they did. Exactly. Like he pulled them. That's the thing. Like, that's another thing. I, or he's like, I know what you did, right. But this is who you are, who you are and what you did are not the same thing. And like, right. if we start teaching people who they are and every time they do something that is not a part is that is incongruent with who they are. We say, hey, we remind them. Like, that's what God does with you. He's like, hey, that's not who you are. This is who you are. He doesn't say, oh, you did that thing. You're awful. You're bad. You know, how often if something somebody messes up, people instantly go into who you are. You're awful. You're bad. Mm -hmm. You did the wrong. Like, it's like or a that, direct, I, like. I love the sinner, but I hate the sinner. Yeah. But that's do you though? Because you go after the sinner a lot of the times. You go after their identity. And so that is the counterfeit of the kingdom. The kingdom mm -hmm. pulls you into your identity and the counterfeit tries to tell you how, what you're not. And that's, so that's, I mean, that's the voice of Satan. That's what that is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like we're speaking through the voice of Satan. Here's who you're not. Here's who you're not. Here's how you're not good enough. Here's how you don't measure up. Like that is, that yeah. is the condemnation that Satan puts on you. Yeah. And the voice. So if we're doing that, we're becoming a voice with saying we're a Jesus follower, putting the title of Christian, right. but speaking the voice of Satan through that yeah mm -hmm. yeah and it's like exactly and yeah it, and it and it like how many times okay leslie if you messed up and you did something that we knew and you knew that was outside of your character it's not who you are mm -hmm. made to be outside of your identity i should right. say and we'd be like hey leslie like what are you doing that's not who you are like let me remind you who you are you're this yeah. and this and this and this right mm -hmm. How much do you think Leslie would be like, oh yeah, you're right. And there would be zero shame mm -hmm. attached to that. Right. She'd just be like, oh, thank you for telling me. Yeah, that's right. Like, man, I messed up. Okay. Let me make a, you know, course correction. There's no her wallowing in like shame or like, oh no, I can't believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Like that feels even different than the whole, you know, we'd be like, man, Leslie, I can't believe you did that. You're such a failure. What's right. wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. That'll stay with somebody for a really long time if you, you know, do that. And it's, again, taking away, like, identity. It's identity. It's just the opposite side of identity. Right. And telling you who you're not. Um, yeah, that's good. Okay, so what would we say, looking at, like, the past that we've had, right, and the way that we were raised, 
if you were to be like, hey, this is the things I need think should be changed in the way it should be handled. Like you're talking to a 15 year old girl, like 15 year old you, going back talking to 15 year old you and you're hearing this for the first time. What would you say to her? Oh gosh. I know. <laughs> her, how do you think it could be fashioned differently? Obviously there's the identity piece, but like, what could this look like if we're, or, or if we even right now got to go and sit down and talk to a room of 15 year old girls? Because we can't talk to boys and girls together, but you don't do that mm-hmm. in church. <laughs> but like, what would that, what would that look like? Mm-hmm. Do you have an idea on it? Whoa. Hmm. I was just like, I don't know. I know. I, I think teenagers know more than we give them credit for. 100%. 100%. Like they already know. So I'm just thinking like pulling it out of them, the answers out of them. Because when it comes from inside of you, it's way more impactful than somebody just telling you something. Mm-hmm. So asking good questions, like, what do you think it looks like? Dignify them with that. Yeah, right? dignify them yeah. with that and let them have that conversation where they have to think for themselves because religion teaches That's you a huge how to- skill on its own. Yeah, like religion teaches you what to think and the kingdom teaches you how to think. It's and true. that's what, like, we're here to help you teach, to help you learn how to think for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're brilliant you're smart again dignify like identity right it's yeah. who they are but by def- by asking them good questions you are dignifying who they already are hey you're smart like what's your idea on this what what is your what is your answer to this question and not taking anybody's answer as like oh that's the wrong answer or that's the right answer mm-hmm. everybody's answer can be right because there's many different views or there's many different facets right there's not just one and I, for myself, just thinking about it, like, that's where I would start because I want to know what they think, what they believe. That's good. Cause I, I cause yeah. Cause I think if you did start to ask those questions, like if you're sitting there talking to a teenage girl and you're like, Hey, do you eventually want to get married? Yeah, I do. What do you want that to look like? Mm-hmm. How do you want that to feel? Mm-hmm. What, how do you want that person to treat you? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all, that's going to help them start to ask those questions and fashion those things without being like, plan for your husband like that I was I mean I had my whole list of like what you want a husband like we were told to do that right because yep. your whole that same time your whole most important most important thing is to get married so that you have extra value as a woman yeah. you're gonna have that man to add that value to you mm. holy crap um <laughs> thank god I married a man who's not didn't know what purity culture was because <laughs> valued me from the very start yeah um treating me treating me and does treat me amazing um but like then being able to just go into that with being like, here's how I want to be treated. Here's how I want to be looked at and not taking it from a place of like, let's plan for your husband. But like, here's what I want my future to look like. Yeah. Like, just dream with me. Like yeah. every, most girls have this fairy tale wedding idea, like a picture they have in their mind, this Hallmark mm-hmm. movie idea, right. Of what the relationship would be like eventually. So just planting those seeds. Like if you can plant seeds of guilt and shame and all these things, you can plant the seeds of, this is what I want a relationship mm-hmm, to look like mm-hmm. to where it may literally even just attract them to yeah. different people, yeah. right? And yeah. people who have more of those qualities. If yes. they if they have, if they're dating somebody who isn't, or who, who's like less than what they want, you can ask them that question. Hey, is he what you, what is, is he what you said you want? Mm-hmm. Like, is he this? Is he this? Like, like reminding them of yes. what they said, of what they said yeah. and what their value said, they, you know, their value is and letting them 
find that answer. Mm -hmm. It might take a little longer, but it's going to stick because they will, they will realize from the inside, like, oh yeah, he's not what I like. There's this one part Mm -hmm. that isn't okay. Am I going to, are you going to compromise? Now you get to make the decision. Are you going, is that something yeah. that you want to compromise on? Can and you I think asking that? that from a place that too, of like not even giving suggestions. Cause that's no. one thing. Like, no. Like yeah. in a way that's making a list, but not no. making suggestions, not going, yeah. see if you want this, 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 but like character traits, what do you want? Like a yeah. teenager knows what the word character trait means. If yeah. not, you can Google it and look up the word character trait and they know right. how to understand the definition, right? Not, not guiding it in every direction and having that come out and see, and this goes for guys and for girls. I think mm-hmm. that would be a great way for the conversation to happen in there for them to make sure that's fully crafted on their own. I had another thought that we came to, but then just left when I started talking about that. Yeah. Um, maybe Leslie has her, what she would tell a 15 year old until that thought comes back. Yeah. Um, dang, there was another thought that I had that left and I was going to say it before us. <laughs> maybe we need notepads in front of us. Right. We can I think them we down. do. That might be a good idea. Um, uh, I really just, I feel like asking, I think the whole thing about asking questions, but asking even like strategic questions to help them get to an answer, right? Mm -hmm. So that has been huge for me. So, and actually being kind of hit with reality with these questions is huge. Do you want a husband that's worried about where all you've been or in like the value or lack thereof of Mm -hmm. that, of that? Or do you want somebody that values you for you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because how far are either of those going to take you, mm-hmm. right? Because um, I think for me, like for over 20 years, like I've been making decisions knowing I have a future husband mm-hmm. and like all of my decisions are going to affect him. So there was something that came out of that, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of decisions that I've made and haven't made because of my future husband and just out of like, part of it was like, I don't want to have to tell him that. (laughs) But another was just like, oh, I want to honor him in this. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I've been making decisions with him in mind without even knowing who he is. I still don't know who he is. So, (laughs) um, but like, I've been making decisions regarding him. So if you're interested, she's taking applications. (laughs) (laughs) But like, um, and I lost it. Hey. Send it to the butterturngirls at gmail.com. <laughs> Bethany might be taking applications too. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> we can look at them together and this one, that yeah. one looks like you. Swipe left, yeah. left, this swipe right. Not American. Those are in my pile. <laughs> if you're not American, you have extra credit for with Leslie. Bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I, I do love the honoring them with the ability to choose and to mm. think and because mm. it was really like we were just told hey if you're doing this it's wrong and like no one's gonna want you mm. and so we were getting a label before anything even happened mm-hmm. that's true right and at the end of the day that's not how my husband would feel right mm-hmm. that was some woman leader telling me that's how yeah. He yeah. would he how, how he about, would feel, yeah. and that's not the case. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think that's something too. Even in that that frame of like, what are your own standards and boundaries for yourself? Like, mm-hmm. if you're just if you're taking a kid from a young age, and this is when people are like, do they even have kids? Leslie's nannied a million kids. I fostered twelve kids, and we were all children at one point. <laughs> and I have about thirty nieces and nephews. So, so 
So we bet like I've had some kids. I always say like if you've been the process of being a child, like yeah. you know things that have been done wrong and right because you experienced yeah. it. Mm-hmm. But like if you're starting off with just raising them up with this speaking value into them and you're worthy and you are to be respected and to be honored and uh like even boundaries of like hey you don't have to kiss that grandparent you don't have to that is teaching them the boundaries of like you don't have to let a man put his hands on you like you don't you get to the say on your body that's going to put them into a marriage and relationship where they get to they're not like bethany was saying where you felt like you had to get married and do whatever the heck he wanted Mm -hmm. right as soon as you got married like that's going to teach them those boundaries and then when they get to that point of the teenagers we're like hey what do you think your boundaries are in standards Mm -hmm. like yes in your household you may be like my 15 year old's not having sex fair yeah, fair. yeah like adult your... things that can create humans that you would have to pay for 100 fair yeah. like yeah it's your household <laughs> like, so that yeah. makes yeah. sense but like hey like does your teenager feel cool holding his hand but your teenager is yeah. also she... going to be 19 and going to college yeah and are they going to have the tools to handle yes. it yes yes exactly yeah. like, or are they going to feel because i know so many girls that like it's like all of a sudden they're like oh now i'm free I don't know how to set these boundaries. I don't know how to set these standards. I don't know how to do these things because before it was my mom and dad said I can't date. Mm-hmm. I heard that so many times. Oh, I'm not allowed to date. I'm not allowed. Like, because if you're not allowed to date, you can't do any touching things. Well, oh, but then you're 18 and 19. You're like, I'm allowed to date. I don't know where my line is. How because- about you let them date when they're still at home so they can figure it out within the safety and and the safety net of their home where you they can have those conversations with you and if hopefully they'll feel comfortable enough to have mm-hmm. conversations with you like hey you know if because where else where are you they going to learn them there's, yeah there's a i always say there's a difference between like modesty and like the purity culture thing mm-hmm. and all that and then there's also like your protection and safety like yeah the protection yeah. safety piece like yes as a parent like it's a protection piece to not have your 15 year old become a parent yeah. Like, that's yeah that's a good job for you to have but like, yeah, like being let, the safety of the home. Is, yeah, let them, yeah. let their, let their um, boyfriend or girlfriend come over and y'all hang out and like, and, and trust them to make the right decision. Like that in itself goes a long way that, hey, I trust you to make the, to make a good decision here. And letting them know, because then they know that it's on them not complete like that's true they are they are the one who gets to make the decision mm-hmm. and you're there for them to help them if they want to help with the decision but you trust them to make a good decision and that goes further than anything in helping your teenager um create boundaries for themselves that are healthy and good mm-hmm. and I, I think a piece of that too is that as teenagers are going through this phase of life like first of all you have hormones and stuff mm-hmm. the desires that like god right. put those there right right but like when you empower them with that, like I believe in you and I trust you. Like my mom was very much so like that was a great before. She was always like, I want you to make the right decision, right decision, because it's the right thing to do, not because you're scared of me, mm-hmm. which a lot of my friends were just scared of their parents. When you empower them with that, like teenagers are looking like they are the oldest they have ever been. They're yeah. the most mature they've ever been. They right. are looking for the most opportunities they can have. When you give them more opportunities. And more freedoms to take on that maturity that they do have, right? Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. they do have and that they are earning just simply out of age, right? right? Being there. When you give them those freedoms and opportunities, they're not searching to push boundaries as much mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they know like, hey, my parents are trusting me. Like, yes, you have certain boundaries on them, but like to help support them, keep them safe, all of those things. But they're not going to want to push fast of, I'm going to sneak around and sleep mm-hmm. around as right. much if it's more like hey i trust you to do what's best for you and your body and your future and then they're like 
Oh, well, wow. what do I want my future to look like? Yeah, like crap. They have, they like, have to think for themselves. This, this, this goes for my future. Right. What does that mean? Oh, here's what it means. And yeah. so, I think that you're correct. Basically, is what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Like that, that's that's yeah. a really good point. Yeah, I I feel like this is a good place to like land the plane. I agree. agree. Yeah. yeah, I hope this this the, you the listener helped you. Um, with wherever you're at with that. If you were taught it, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Um, I know that a lot of it isn't healthy, but um, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's good things in purity culture. It's just the way it's taught. Like, like that's the thing. It's really hard to pick out the good in purity culture because of the way it's taught, because mm-hmm. of the way it's, you know, brought across. So um, hopefully this provided some freedom for you. I want to know some of the things that you guys were taught. I was right. So (laughs) I want to know what were you taught guys? We really want to hear from you on this one. Yes. We weren't in the room and we've heard like one person's take on it. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like I heard one person's take on it. So I would be really interested to know what have you learned about purity culture and what were Mm -hmm. your beliefs for the longest time? You know, Mm -hmm. have those changed? How did it impact you? Like we want to hear in all of these episodes, we want to hear feedback from you because we want to go back and redo this episode later on because like, hey, here's stories we heard, here's right. things we learned. If you have a story that you want to write out in the comments and like, or email to us, right. um, whatever, and you're like, hey, you can share this live, let us know because yeah. we would yeah. love to share those things yeah. because I think um, it adds more information. I think it's going to provide more details that help people that are mentoring the teachers mm-hmm. in the youth groups of churches, yeah, right. the parents, all of those people, when mm-hmm. you hear experiences and you can hear, Hey, here's 50 different people that it all had the same right. negative impact. You're like, wow, that that's a, that's a red light. We there. need to yeah. pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. And we can, that's how we change things. So yeah. tell us your stories. We want to hear them. Yeah. And you can stay anonymous or just like you say, Hey, I don't want you to put my name on it. And we'll do mm-hmm. that. If that's, yeah if that makes you feel better. Cause I know sometimes you're like, I want to tell my story, but I don't want people to know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> we get so, it. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah. So make sure you guys are hitting that like and follow button, subscribing all the things, follow some of the social media platforms mm-hmm. and um, that's we'll, it. We'll see you in the next episode or hear you in the next see episode. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.